Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always Always Use your head You are now listening to ChairShot Radio Always Use Your Head More interesting than shrimp tails in your cinnamon toast crunch. It's head trauma. <laughs> oh, I saw them pictures of that shrimp in the cinnamon toast, and the company trying to deny it at first. Oh, yes, it's just uh, it's just all that uh, the the sugar all dried up and stuff like that, and he's like. Yeah, so what about these uh, shrimpy tails? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, of, yeah, of all people, it's a famous dude married to Topanga. Mm-hmm. Like, of all the people. Really? Is that who he's married to? Yeah, Jensen Carp and Topanga are married. Yeah. Jesus. And in fact, Jensen Carp... Exactly. Jensen Carp is the reason Topanga is a wrestling fan again. I mean, he deserves shrimp in his, in his cereal for that, then. <laughs> as, as the late great modern philosopher... Pimp C once said, I eat so many shrimp, I get iodine poisoning. Mm-hmm. Fair um, by the way, this is Share Shot Radio on Thursday. Happy Thursday, ladies and gentlemen, and those in between. We are <laughs> <laughs> Head Trauma Thursdays. Also, uh, I'm, I'm going to start this. Happy Mags Day. If y'all don't know, ma- everything is turning up mags on Thursday. So happy Mags Day. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. 
It, no, it just it's a, th- a, it's what, a what, thing. My, what did my boy Vision say? A thing is a thing isn't uh pretty because it exists or whatever it is. Yeah, some existential stuff. Why do Android be hit spitting the most beautiful stuff in MCU? But the actual living people be saying stupid stuff, but the Android out here is saying hitting y'all hitting us with like philosophy and stuff. Because he's got all the knowledge of the universe crammed into his silicon transistor chip, so he could pull it from everywhere. Yeah, but there's knowledge, but he ain't got no... Wisdom means you had to go through something, sir. Anyway, yes, this is Rance, a.k.a. Ray Cash. The chaotic opens is kind of like... It's it's our forte now. Yes, I'm with the big fish himself, Darren Kirkby, a.k.a. Mags. Um, Oh. Yeah, man. Um... You've been a busy beaver, sir. Okay. Oh, this I, I was not prepared for this. How so? Well, first and foremost, you already know you're on. If there were 200 podcasts in the world, you're on 195 of them. I know. I'm, I have. I have got podcast syphilis. I'm, I'm guaranteed. Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow. They, hey, they do. They, they do have a cure for that. <laughs> <laughs> No, I I spread around like a five dollar hooker. Pretty bad, sir. <laughs> That's pretty bad. You could get arrested for that, by the way. <laughs> no, no one gets half the battle. He's right. <laughs> this is the part where PC Tony will play the GI Joe. Um, yeah, we're off the rails. Um, but no, you made a trip on DWI this week, and uh, go listen to it. It's a fun show. It, it, well, it was fun. Uh, I, I let myself down in the quiz, as is uh, as I tend to do. Disappointed with a couple of the answers that I gave. Um, but yeah, what a great uh, fun show. Three really good guys there. Um, yeah, and had a lot of fun. For the record, the question he's talking about is the MMA guy missed <laughs> the MMA question. <laughs> I was fuming. Because as soon as he brought up the fact that it was Ken Cherok, I knew instantly. But it happens. You, you, no answer is, uh, is wrong unless you know what you're talking about, I suppose. But yeah, that and the, the, the Mabel one, which I think flew under the radar, I don't think it quite landed with the, the, the joke that it was meant to be took. But yeah, it was, well, like I said, though, still great fun. Great I guy. popped in my car. Um... <laughs> So interesting, you, you we we talked about Dan Severn, who was the answer to the question, who was the last NWA champion before TNA started. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're talking Dan Severn and Ken Shamrock, and those are two of the pioneers of mixed martial artists coming into the professional wrestling world. Yep. Well, we have two things we want to talk about today. We're going to talk about one on this side of the commercial, and we'll talk about the other after we come back from the commercial. But in the same vein of those guys, I think the most famous guy to kind of continue that mantle in this generation is one, Brian Danielson, a.k.a. Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. And I am here to tell you that he is a dirty, filthy, riding scoundrel who did not make my travel chief town. Just want to yeah, I mean, I actually, uh, I don't watch the regular uh, WWE programming, but I definitely keep up with the with the pay-per-views. And yeah, Brian, he can just turn it on a six-month. He's an amazing face. 
and an absolutely di- diabolical heel. I mean, it wasn't that long ago we got Captain Planet. Everybody hated him, even though he was doing the the best thing in the world, trying to save the planet, making a recyclable uh, <laughs> uh, title belt. Complaining oh, the people, hip title. Yeah, complaining of people because they had like uh, they were eating meat stuff like that. Yeah, that Daniel Bryan was was quality, but this Daniel Bryan, whew, it, this was very much the what about me, what about Raven style Daniel Bryan. Oh, I loved it. It was uh, the way he kind of strong-armed his way into title matches. Uh, him and uh, Edge, I mean, all, almost making, with the way he was uh, playing off of the emotions and, and the history, making Edge the heel in this, which I think well, worked really well. So Edge has always been better as a antagonist or at best a tweener because he mm-hmm. works wonderfully with some, with, pardon the pun, edge to his character i think the the and pardon this us a pun but the grizzled old veteran uh edge is a good face character and mm-hmm. it works but i think i don't want to say it's read it course but we're past i'm happy to be here yeah. now is i'm here for to, for a goal right and so let me let me preface my daniel bryan statement by saying this i love the guy i don't hate the guy i'm being facetious but I, there is one major point I want to speak about concerning Daniel Bryan today. And it is that I am really, it's really interesting to me how Daniel Bryan gets a pass for everything. And I don't mean like he, everything he's gone through in his career, the type of human he's shown himself to be, he deserves passes. But what I mean is he has almost single-handedly and this is WWE's fault too, forced himself into a pairing that should have not been touched. Edge and Roman should not have been bothered or, uh, or involved in any other way. And if keep it a buck, this is Christian's fault for leaving. Because, no, that's not a joke. Yeah, no, I because agree. It has very openly been uh, announced that Fastlane was supposed to be Edge and Christian versus Jay and Roman or Jay and Jimmy. And that was going to be the bridge. And Roman was going to take out Christian. And then I was going to be the catalyst to go to Mania. And good for Christian on going to handle his business. I ain't mad at that. Good for him. Go get your money, right? This is your last big run. Go get your money, bro. But that ruined this, which put in Daniel. And, you know, I was there for WrestleMania 30. I was there for that run. I was there. I was a Roman. The reason me and you were friends to this day was as I disagreed on Roman Reigns. I was a Roman Reigns fan before it was cool. So I remember how that man stunted Roman's growth just because of his mere existence. And so I'm getting those vibes again. Really? Do you, do you think that's that's the plan? Or do you think this is just, uh, like I said, Christian was meant to be in this storyline. Um, this is WWE kind of making... Uh, chicken salad out of chicken shit, knowing that they had to uh, switch it pretty much last minute, throwing Daniel Bryan in keeps, I think it keeps that, uh, that, that story going. We get the opportunity for uh, the, the heel edge, which we, we both know is the, probably the better version of edge. Uh, I don't think it would have been quite the same, uh, like the white me baby face edge going into WrestleMania against Roman. Um, No, I like I, I like the fact that we've got Daniel Bryan in that face role now against 
uh, a tweener Wait edge and a, and a guaranteed heel Roman. It also means that Daniel can take the pin and we, we can keep Roman and Edge for a later date. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I was shocked that this was the way that they were gonna that they were gonna go. With it. I was, uh, I was positive it was gonna be a straight one on one. But I'm, I can't say I'm mad at it. I think adding Daniel Bryan uh, is a safety buffer because you know that he's uh, uh, Edge can doesn't have to be in the action all the time, so it, it keeps him uh, relatively safe. And then you've got Daniel Bryan, who will put on a, a great match with a shoe. Uh, he's that good. <laughs> um, and I, I like how they've gone with this, uh, how uh, Daniel Bryan is what about me. I love that kind of like selfishness. And it kind of mirrors what we saw with Sheamus and Drew early yes. on in the show. Uh, I like that kind of like dichotomy that WWE have come up with. Um, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see where this goes. I'm not against the match because we know the match will be fire. Mm-hmm. I'm against the perception, and I'm against the reason. Let me explain what I mean. I feel like Daniel Bryan is is Vince's answer to his void of Bret Hart being gone for so long, because for 15 plus years, Bret Hart was the, well, I don't really want to push you, but I need somebody, so here you go. Guy in, in, on the roster, right? Mm-hmm. Right? If if, if 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 Vince had Taker, who ended up he being, Taker that he ended up being later on, or had Austin Rock or Cena or or Punk or any of these guys or Orton or any of the, Hunter at that, they would have been pushed over Bret a million times. But Brett was the mainstay because he was consistent and you could trust him. That's Brian. But I think the thing that WWE doesn't seem to understand, or maybe they do, maybe they're just playing this really intricate game, is that Brian has a, a, an ability, an, an uncanny ability to make everything he's in about him. And even if he's not trying to. Yeah. Right? So this feud started off between Roman and Edge beautifully. Right, Edge was doing what every Royal Rumble winner does. I don't know who I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna go to Raw. I'm gonna go to SmackDown. I'm going to NXT. And Roman was so offended that Edge would come to his show and not not pick him. That Roman called Edge out. Mm-hmm. Right? We ain't never seen that before. And then, at least not in that, not in this way. Then you get Roman attack Roman. Not necessarily attacking Edge, but making his dominance known by the whole promo where he put his hands behind his back and whispered in his ear. And what happened at what happened at, at the pay-per-view? Right? Edge speared him and whispered in his ear at Elimination mm-hmm. Chamber. It was fire. And then we had to go, we had to book for fast lane. There's no fast lane, there's no problem. And you spoke about that ad nauseum. On DWI, they had to book a whole ass pay per view before WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So you can't heat up for Mania, you got to heat up for Fastlane to heat up for Mania. Yep. So with Christian gone, what else can you do? Well, everybody has known that Brian and Roman is the match that we've all been waiting for because of 2014, right? That was just the made sense to do that. But Brian is so good. And I'm not just talking about on the mic. I'm just talking about 
He's so loved, and he does things in a way that garners it. It's Shawn Michaels-esque, that he makes everything about him, even if he's not trying to. And now he has kind of finagled his way into now, this match can't be a singles match anymore. And that's the issue I got with it, because once again, once again, the fans are going to change, and maybe for a better, maybe for the better this time, but are going to change what was going to be. Roman versus um, Brock was a classic at 31, right? Fans almost fucked that up. We almost messed that up. Roman and Edge could be a new classic. Thorne Bryan is going to make the match better, but is it going to make the story better? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, like I said, I like the the inclusion of Daniel Bryan. I, I think it gives WWE uh, quite a few outs. The uh, the Edge versus Roman uh, booked them into. Uh, the, we all heard that the, the stories and the rumors that Vince was not happy at all with the WrestleMania card, and he threw it all out just before Fastlane. And we hear that every year, by the way. Yeah, we do. <laughs> uh, and now we're seeing kind of like uh, the culmination of that. I honestly think that Daniel Bryan is in this match to save uh, Edge and Roman from from taking pins. I think with all the kind of like uh, the the momentum Edge has had since he came back at last year's Royal Rumble, then the injury, then coming back for this year, uh, and really built up that momentum, him losing to Roman, which I fully expect to happen, would have would have stunted that. Similarly, if Edge beat Roman, that's that's taking away the best character that WWE have had in five years with uh, with the head of the table. I think inserting Daniel Bryan into this to take the pin uh, keeps both of those guys looking strong afterwards. And plus, we're hearing rumours now that Daniel Bryan is saying that this is potentially his last ever WrestleMania. Why not go out on a high? Why not go out as a, on a main event? Uh, looking up at the lights, um, keeping two guys strong and a storyline that we can then roll on into into perhaps um, SummerSlam. I will not believe that Daniel Bryan Danielson is retired <laughs> until he has... Because remember, this is the dude who was told to his face, you should retire or you might die. And it was like, mm-hmm. I disagree. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know about this retirement thing. Okay, let me let me flip it for you. Let's, let's, let's think sensibly. I'm, I was the one, if you remember may have even been on the show. I predicted from the get-go Reigns Bryan WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. You did. Right? What if 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 the whole process if this is a big Bryan thing, why don't you just run the two biggest matches you literally could have run for the men? Reigns Bryan on SmackDown, Royal Rumble winner Edge versus Drew McIntyre on Raw. And then you could have built Bobby by having Bobby fight Brock, beat Brock and go ahead and beat Drew or Edge or whoever it is at Backlash, whatever it's called now. I think it's just us flying by the sea to be pants style booking. Uh, maybe that was the 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 intention, but then uh, when uh, Edge uh, was booked to, to win the Rumble, they saw money in Edge versus Roman, which absolutely makes sense. Uh, and I, I think that gave. 
uh, the space then for for Bobby to become champion, which uh, I mean, none of us can can uh, can shit on that because the guy has put in the work, absolutely and, deserves it. And he is so deserving. My God, it's been so long since he had the spot, and he has worked hard as hell to not only show he's earned it, he's earned it, but show continue to show that he's consistent, continuously continuously deserving it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So him having uh, having to w- wait again till till WrestleMania, or even perhaps after WrestleMania, uh, wouldn't have wouldn't have been a, uh, made sense for me. Um, even course, if he got the Brock match, which is the whole reason he resigned. The the thing I was just going to get to that Brock versus Lashley doesn't work if there's not a title on the line for me. Brock doesn't come back. Really? I don't think Brock comes back for single matches like that. He comes back to be the top dog. He wants to be involved in that main event match. He said it when uh, um, him, him and Heyman said, if we're not going to be on last, we want to be on first so we can get the hell out of here. He wants the big big matches. He's, he's When he comes back, he, he's not someone you have in the mid-card. He's not someone you have... Uh, chasing the US title, he goes straight for a world title, and I think Bobby as champion versus Brock uh, is more interesting than just Bobby versus Brock because of their MMA background. Okay, so I wanted to go a whole other route, but you've intrigued me. <laughs> um, so one of those ways was I was going to say that they they didn't see money in Roman and Edge until the promo. Mm-hmm. Because the plan, I believe, was always Edge versus Drew. And then they had that promo on SmackDown with Roman and Edge and Jay. And they're like, oh, no, this is it. But Bobby versus Brock. I understand your reasoning and your thought process of Brock and who he's been and who he is as a character. Quite frankly, who he is as a person, right? But you have to remember, we're in a pandemic. And we have a two-night WrestleMania. So, and we're in the era of multiple main events. It isn't the last match is the only main event anymore. Main events are whatever gets marquee big uh, billing and get and gets, like, I remember being in, in uh, WrestleMania at, at Dallas for WrestleMania 32. And we knew, like, Brock and, and, and uh, Ambrose was not one of the biggest matches on the card. But it was all over Dallas. Because mm-hmm. that was a marquee match. Yeah. That was one of the main events of the show. Right? So, um, Brock coming back for a marquee match without the title kind of cements him into being the new phenom, the new taker, right? And I always thought that a match at WrestleMania perfect for, for both of them would have been a Lions Den match. Because both, we forget, Lashley is like 10-2 and two as a heavyweight in MMA. Let them fight. Let it be somewhat works, but work shoot and get out there and have your business. Let me pitch this to you because there's intrigue to me of a Heyman-less Brock. Look at the interactions between Brock and, and Heyman, and Roman and Heyman. Heyman's scared of everybody. That's just the weaselly character he has. But Heyman and Brock was a partnership. Right? It was almost a partnership. He was his advocate, as he always says. Roman, like, he works for Roman. Like, he's terrified 
of Roman. Never seen that fear in his eyes for Brock, um, except for the six months he was managing to show and turn on Brock, right? So it's interesting to me, what if Brock came back as a face? What if Lashley went to go get Brock? What if Lashley showed up on the farm? What if, what if, what if Brock went to University of Minnesota to work with Gable Stevens, Gable, uh, Gable Stevens Stevenson, who's go, who's gonna get signed, by the way? Oh, Shout out to wow. the kid. Yes, yes. Right. And they should have they could show a vignette. Bobby, I've been looking for you. What's up? And like everywhere he goes, Bobby pops up, which draws Brock back. Brock can be a compelling face. You are old enough, just like me, to remember 2002, 2003. Brock was the most overdue in the world. And it's different. It's not eat, sleep, conquer, repeat. Not eat, sleep, suplex, repeat. And he could do those tropes. But he could show his personality and continue to have fun and go back home and keep farming. I mean, I, I like the ideas, but the, I, I can pick a couple of holes in it. One, okay. would you really see Bobby Lashley going to the mountains of Saskatchewan in that freezing cold, snowy weather looking for Brock? Absolutely not. I don't think he would like that. I disagree. I disagree. <laughs> the re- only reason I disagree is, one, because he's getting paid for it. So you do anything if you get paid that kind of money. And two... Bobby Lashley has said ad nauseum the entire reason I re-signed with WWE was primarily to fight Brock Lesnar. But Brock has has been rumored to have have shot that match down multiple times. I've never heard that. Speak to me about that. I never heard that. Okay, so uh, if you remember uh, a while ago, uh, Matt Riddle was trying to call out Brock, uh, saying that he wanted to be the person that retired Brock. Uh, and the backstage rumor was uh, that Matt was told by WWE Brass and also by Brock himself, stop calling me out. This match is never going to happen. Yes, uh, I remember that. So um, the the uh, wrestling journalists uh, did a little bit of, uh, of journalism and they actually um, uncovered that Brock uh, wanted to avoid... Uh, all kind of like links to um, potential MMA style fights, uh, and he wanted to avoid uh, having facing Bobby because the instant comparison would be their MMA records, uh, and he didn't want to kind of weave that in. Now, obviously, he had the fight with uh, Kay Velasquez, but that was clearly to give him his win back. Um, that was sure. clearly, that was a, and- a, a vanity thing. And that was in Saudi Arabia, so he got paid like $2 million for that. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, but I, saying all that, I would love to see Bobby Lashley have that fight. Um, the, 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 the reason why I think it would, uh, it would benefit from being a title fight is because we know WWE like to hint at uh, people's past careers but not really dive into it. Um, if you if you hear when they talk about Brock or they talk about Bobby, they never say um, Bellator champion or UFC champion. It's always mixed well, martial for, arts. Well, for Brock, they do. But you're no, right. For, Everybody for, else, they don't. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I don't think they'd like to have a match 
based solely on that, knowing that they would have to kind of uh, uh, essentially promote other companies uh, to help promote that match. I think it needs the title. These are two of the biggest bruises that the company's ever had. Uh, they've been successful in multiple disciplines of the sport, and, and now they're, they're facing off uh, for the biggest prize in, in the WWE. That reminds me, man, as much as I hate TNA, Bobby Lashley and TNA was fantastic. By the way, Bobby Lashley versus Drew McIntyre. We watched Lashley versus Drew Galloway from Final Battle a few years ago. Not Final Battle. What's that shit? Final for Glory. <laughs> a few years ago. If they do that at WrestleMania, woohoo! But uh, how cool would it be if Bobby Lashley was still doing that American Top Team gimmick he did with Dan Lambert? Oh, it'd be awesome. You remember that? Do you remember yeah, that? Absolutely. Do you know what I think would be cool is if they revisited the the uh, Undertaker and Ric Flair kind of storyline uh, where Brock is saying, nope, it's not going to happen, Bobby. Get it out of your head. I'm not fighting you. So we get um, Bobby Lashley like, beating up Parker Boudreaux in the, in the, in the bathroom of a title and saying, look, you're not going to fight me. I'm going to beat your son up. <laughs> oh, your son. <laughs> By the way, I've, I've tweeted them this. I've tweeted this at them. But Parker Boudreaux... Gable Stevenson and and Bronson Steiner need to be a stable. A, a wrecking crew. Absolutely should be a wrecking crew. I'm just saying, look, you ain't got to pay me for that one, Vince. That's free. Mm-hmm. That's all GP. Okay, so back to the whole Brian inserting himself in the main event thing. There's one more thing I wanted to hit you with um, because this is another thing that some of us are talking about because we remember the the internet remembers it's funny to me that the same people who are all for brian being put in this situation and again nothing in wrestling is deserved or earned because one guy books it but there are deserving people so brian is as deserving a human as possible to be in the spot i'm not saying he isn't i'm not saying i'm against it but he's inserted himself almost unilaterally into this main event of WrestleMania, right? The same people who were for it and, and happy about it were the same people who two years ago bitched about Charlotte being put in Becky versus Ronda. <laughs> Do you see the correlation? Absolutely, I see. And uh, that, uh, to me, is is it's just a, a testament to how how little confidence WWE have in their own booking. That that match with Becker and Ronda, uh, I mean, while Charlotte deserved to be there, I absolutely do not begrudge Charlotte being uh, in that first women's WrestleMania uh, main event. If any female in that company deserved it, it was her. She has carried that company on her back. But they went with Becky versus Ronda first, so they should have stuck with their guns and left it at that. Um, but somebody got cold feet, they got a little bit worried, and then decided to to had added Charlotte as kind of like a an insurance policy, and it feels like this is what they might be doing here. I disagree with you, and I'm going to tell you okay. why. I, I'm, I'm going to give you proof. <laughs> First and foremost, if Charlotte was really there to be the heater, Charlotte would have been involved in the pin. Becky pinned Ronda. So that, wasn't, that clearly wasn't the reason, right? You said the reason. Because... WrestleMania 35, go back and remember, go back and watch and remember it. WrestleMania 35 was kind of like the culmination of the fact that women are here. Mm-hmm. Women have ascended and become equal, right? 
Because remember, uh, Be- um, Becky, Ronda, and Charlotte main event of the night. First time ever. Huge. Most important women's match ever. But early in the night, first women's tag team titles, Bailey, Bailey and Sasha built that match. Beth came out of retirement, right, um, for that match. And the Iconics got the got the the rub because they were the new hot thing. Mm-hmm. That was the ascension of the women's division. There's one thing the WWE understands, and there's a lot of shit they get wrong. I'm not capable for them at all. But they have a sense of history. They always have a sense of history. Even if you don't think they do. WrestleMania 20, you think that you think it's you think that it is coincidence that Vince waited for 20? To give Guerrero and Benoit that push? You think it's coincidence that they waited for 30 to give Brian that push? He has mm-hmm. a sense of he has a sense of, of history. They're always thinking of history because their biggest, most marketable skill is their library. It's their history. Right? So oh, yeah. every you could always say, I remember at 35, the women main event. And you you said it perfectly. You cannot have that match if Charlotte's not there. Now, the problem is Becky got too over. And Becky went out on her personal time, not on screen time, on her personal time, and built that match on Twitter. That's the problem. Had it just been on screen, we wouldn't have cared. But Becky got so over on Twitter, and their back and forth was so compelling that we needed to see them fight, but and 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 it was it was all the screen was booked terribly, right? But Charlotte deserved to be there. I don't think it was a cold feet situation. I think it was truly just a history thing. This ain't that. This ain't about no history. Yeah, I mean, I I get what you mean, and and to kind of like nail down your point, uh, go back to WrestleMania ten, the f- the first decade, Bret Hart. Beating Yokozuna, another kind of like massive underdog story. Um, yeah, and, does, it, and his brother at the beginning of the show. Yeah, so it's uh, it'll be interesting to see what gets booked for WrestleMania 40. What uh, underdog will uh, make it to the top of the mountain for that? WrestleMania 40. Ricochet finally gets over. <laughs> Can you imagine after being in the country for like a, a decade by then? <laughs> Ricochet, Ricochet. Adam Cole beats Brock Lesnar. Oh, speaking of 35 again, Kofi Kingston, black people, 35. You think this is on accident? Mm-hmm. Just saying. Um, think about it. But I just I just want to, I want to, I just, I, I like to make people think. I'm not asking or employing people to be against the match. I'm not asking or employing people to be against Daniel Bryan. Just understand, Brian has inserted himself in this match in the way other people have, and we've had problems with them, but because we're like Brian, we don't care. And to me, it hasn't ruined the match. Like Reginald has ruined uh, Sasha versus Bailey, and I love Reginald. Like that's ruined to me. Like I I liked him when he was with Carmella. It made sense. This not so much. This didn't need that. It didn't need that, but now that Sasha seems to be going back to heel bitch mm-hmm. Sasha, and like now it's starting to heat up, okay, cool. But I didn't need this five weeks of this. Yeah. 
But if I'm honest with you, as a diehard Roman fan, I care a little less about this match because Brian's been involved. Okay. I mean, yeah. I, I can understand, uh, but I think that's because you had your heart set on Roman versus Edge. The storyline took you there, and that's kind of been pulled under un, from underneath you. But I think what this does is it gives that storyline chance to extend. So I do think we'll get Roman versus Edge further down the line, just not at WrestleMania. You, you may be right. At Battlegrounds. <laughs> right. <laughs> but a shout out to the fact that Fast Lane only exists for one reason, and that's to re- let Daniel Bryan wrestle Roman Reigns. That's the only reason. I said before the recording, uh, I, I watched it, but I kind of uh, had it on in the background, and it was a good SmackDown episode. It was a very good SmackDown episode. It was not a pay-per-view. It it said everything that I said on, on uh, DWR, that it, it we didn't need it. We absolutely didn't need it. Uh, everything that went going into it is in exactly the same space coming out of it. I mean, the only thing that happened to note is the fiend back, but we knew that was happening, so you're right. Yeah. But that could have um, happened on a Raw. It really could have, because it did. It yeah. literally did happen on Raw. Um, all right, well, let's take a break. Because um, something when we come back, is going to be um, more, can I, dare I say, more controversy from Ray Cash? Yeah. That's, 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 that's new. <laughs> um, but before we go, ladies and gentlemen, uh, everybody involved, Please go to ProResentees.com uh, slash the share shot and uh, go buy some stuff. We have wonderful shirts. We have wonderful attire for you. And, uh, you know, Young Mags was not too long ago was parentless. And he was just a young orphan and was graciously, graciously taken up and adopted. And yes, you too could pay for young mags to continue to be adopted if you buy a t-shirt. We'll be right back. Uh, otherwise, I'll be on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> on the streets of the black country. <laughs> we'll be right back, y'all. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. Are you looking for the newest and hottest in the world of pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on Powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 6,000 hours of the best events from over 150 of your favorite promotions from 20 different countries around the globe. Brands like Progress Wrestling, Evolve Wrestling, Combat Zone, Defy, PCW Ultra, PWX, Over the Top, Shine, and hundreds of others with fresh content added every day for only $5.99 per month. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. Go to powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Get your free month. Again, that's powerslam.tv, promo code chairshot. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. All right, so we talked. We talked one major thing that uh, is probably the hottest topic in wrestling right now. Um, and by the way, go listen to Greg Demarco's uh, Chair Shot Radio. Uh, I think he it was a Monday episode. He really broke down the Daniel Bryan mm-hmm. uh, scenario fantastically. There's one thing that's really been kind of, I think, would be probably the other biggest situation. And no, let me say this now. You will not get any with Osprey B. Priestley talk from me. I can't speak for Max. I'm not doing it. I don't know what happened. I don't care. I'm not talking. I, I mean, I know what happened, and uh, it was it was just unclassy from from New Japan. It's un- but <laughs> they keep your mouth shut, Rance. Um, okay, but I think the most shocking news of the re- of the week. What is that? Andrade, don't call me Cien Almas, um, El Idolo, formerly known as La Sombra, not only requested his release, but was granted his release, mm-hmm. and on top of being granted his release, was not given a 90-day non-compete. He got the Kenta. He got the Kenta release. He got the FTR release. He got the FTR release. That's right. They did get a non-compete. So here's I, the reason I want to bring him up first and foremost is because it it is very clearly the ball was dropped so hard. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Andrade is one of the ten best in the world. I, if Andrade could speak decent Spanish, decent English, he would have been a multi-time world champion. Mm-hmm. Don't believe me. Alberto De Rio has a four has four world championships in WWE. Andrade is better in every way. Um. On top of that, he's royalty because he's a flair. 
Um, but the reason I want to bring this up, number one, is because I think the conversation is interesting to talk about what could he possibly be doing or why was the ball dropped. But more importantly, Mags, I want to talk to you about WWE catering and talk about, I know it's a joke, but it's become a thing, right? Mm-hmm. Catering has become almost as storied as the gorilla position because all these people, excuse me, who don't get used and some are willing to deal with it. Ricochet's one that ricochets used, but you know, like, but you know, but then you've got guys sitting on the bench who shouldn't be Alster black Andrade. I don't want to mention Keith Lee because there's clearly something going on. I don't know if it's injury or whatever it is, but it's, I, people can't just seem to understand why they're sitting on the sidelines. And I kind of wanted to talk to that with you because I think I might have a different opinion on this. So I, what do you think about the whole, that whole situation of really good wrestlers not being used, really deserving wrestlers? I'm not talking about your Humberto Carrillos and your Lince Dorados. And they're, they're good. They're good. They're good. But they're not Alistair Black. I mean, Humberto Carrillo is class. I love Humberto Carrillo. Okay, well, you and his mama. And he swore loud. He is a big dude now. He's huge. He's on Um, a Dwayne Johnson diet. (laughs) He's on that five mil injected up your ass kind of diet. Allegedly. Allegedly, yeah. That's how you get out of it, right? (laughs) No, uh, going back to the the, the Andrade stuff, yeah, it's it's one of the biggest uh, ball drops in in recent memory. Um, How can someone who was booked so... So strong in NXT, um, be so misused on on main roster, and, and it, it it kind of shows the two different wrestling philosophies of of Triple H and and Shawn Michaels against Vince McMahon. Um, real quick, real quick, I just want to say you can tell that he said it himself because he thanked Triple H, Regal, and I think it was Shawn, mm-hmm. for the person he had nothing to say about nobody on the main roster. But I just wanted to back you up on that. That's facts. Yeah, it's a, it's an absolute shame. Uh, I mean, he, he was he was so well booked. They fully deserved uh, NXT champion. Um, we f- thought he would be huge when he went to main roster, and at the beginning he was. He 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 it worked for a little while, but this is Vince. He gets a new player toy. He uh, he has a little bit of fun with it. Then this new shiny shiny shows up. And he then dumps everything to the side, uh, and it, it's just it's just typical WWE booking. I think you hit the nail on the head. Uh, the big issue with Vince is uh, the lack of uh, of being able to speak English, which meant he had to have a manager. And then when um, uh, the issues happened with Zelina, even though they kind of split up uh, before that, you could see the writing was on the wall for for Andrade, and he, in, I understand he wanted out, and he and he got what he wanted. Uh, I'm surprised WWE did it at this time um, because he he is he will be a huge get no matter where he goes. Uh, uh, and I'm more people going out and and doing what they want and getting able uh, being able to wrestle and work and be happy doing it. At all power to him. I just think he. He could have been huge in 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 the WWE. He could have been huge for that Latin American market, and it's a massive drop of the ball for me. There's, there's no question it could be. There's no question it's a massive drop of the ball. Again, Andrade is one of the ten best in the world. Mm-hmm. So let me repeat that one more time because I'm about to go left. 
Andrade is one of the best in the world, and this is a massive ball drop for the WWE. Massive. Let's go left. I think people really overestimate how hard it is to book a wrestling show. I really do. Now, there has been conversation after conversation after conversation. It really blew up when the uh, everybody got released last whatever it was. Black Wednesday. Black Wednesday, thank you. About talent hoarding. And there's no question WWE has an inordinate amount of talent that they have um, assigned and si- signed to their roster. But I want to flip the script for you and help you understand something. Um, I'm going to speak on, okay, on the soccer pitch. On the football pitch, there's 11 people that play. Right? There's 11 people on the pitch. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not mistaken, you have 10 backups. Am I correct? For that one game? No. Um, no, signed uh, to the team. Signed to the team. Oh, some way more. Uh, Mark, Michael Burnley uh, have about 24 first-team players, uh, but teams like uh, Manchester United and, and Manchester City may have 35. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because I'm... Let's let's let let's let this come out naturally instead of me just bust people across the head with it. You said your team has let's go with twenty four mm-hmm. from the first team. Only eleven can play, and only five are normally you're right dress out right mm-hmm. on the bench. Why do they have so many signs? They have backup for certain positions. If you get injuries, or if you uh, you end up selling a player. Uh, you've you've got somebody who can play in that that set position. Now think about that philosophy, and let's take it to WWE. Mm-hmm. Now, WWE is not like AEW, where everybody's under the same bucket. WWE is separated. You have your Raw guys, your SmackDown guys, your NXT guys, your NXT UK guys, your Performance Center guys, and yes, they still do have a six or seven group of people who are specifically t- uh, two hundred five. <laughs> but they are separated, okay, right? And for as much as we make fun of the brands, that the brand split doesn't exist, for the most part, they stick to their brands, okay? Let's think about that. Raw has three hours. Forget the overrun. Let's just go from from 7 o'clock Central to 10 o'clock Central. That is 12 quarter hours, essentially 12 segments. Could be more depending on how you do commercials or if a match runs long. That's essentially 12 segments. Now, mm-hmm. it is inevitable. If the, if you got if you have an episodic television show, okay? An episodic wrestling television show, and you every every card you have five matches, inevitable you're gonna bring a couple extra guys just in case something happens. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? Okay. Makes sense. So just off of that understanding, you have to understand there's going to be somebody who's not going to be here. Now, this is not the minor leagues. No disrespect to any other Fed that's not WWE. This is the top of the top. Now, I don't care if you think WWE's trash. I don't care if you think there's better wrestling. That's fine. That's your opinion. Facts are there's $1 billion wrestling company. <laughs> okay? That's just a factual thing. That's WWE. Okay, so and 
the goal for 95% of wrestlers is to get signed to the WWE. Mm-hmm. Okay? So that means they're going to have the best of the best. You're not going to have projects like Abaddon signed on Raw. Not saying Abaddon ain't, can't be good. She's a project. Yeah. Right? I got what you mean, yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? This is what it is. She'll be great, but she's a project right now. That's not going to be on main roster de- Raw or SmackDown. Okay? So the best of the best are there. Humberto Carrillo could be a world champion in AAA right now, but he is a guy chasing for the 24-7 title because there are so many other heavier, more top draws. Mm-hmm. Now, that's just in the men. We've worked to, and I know I'm running on, I'm on, I'm on a tent. I'm running on a uh, rent. Forgive me. But now we've gotten to the age of the of the world where women are finally being treated as equals. Mm-hmm. So now it ain't just ninety percent men, and then we throw some tits and ass out there for you. No, the women got to get 40 percent of the show, and they've earned that. Yeah. So that's two matches that would have been for the men that. They sitting on the sidelines. Drew Gulak Ricochet. Okay? So it is inevitable. Black. It is the both Dallas is a great one. It is inevitable that there is gonna be at some point people who deserve to be on the show that aren't. Mm-hmm. Now, that's part one. Let's go into the personal situation about it. I said earlier that nothing in wrestling is deserved. And people hissed when I say that, but it's facts. Let me tell you why. There is no merit to anything in wrestling. Ultimately, one person picks and choose who wins, who loses. That is the game. That's what it is. In every company, one person ultimately has the right to say, now nah, he goes over. Mm-hmm. So there's no way you can, you can quantify deserving by that. Now, you can do all the stuff that you think makes someone deserving. You can Work hard and look great. You could have great matches. You could have great promos. You could be fantastic backstage. You could, your quarter hours could be high. You could sell great merch. But ultimately, if the guy wants to go with somebody not worthy, Ray Khali just got into the WWE Hall of Fame. He's a two-time world champion. Mm-hmm. Right? Then his, he's going to go what he wants to go with. Correct. With uh, that, and that, that's the, that's the issue with all of wrestling. It's not just, that's just not WWE. All of wrestling is booked by a handful of people. Uh, whether you agree with that booking or not, um, and whether you you as a fan have an effect on that, uh, for, for smaller companies, uh, you can absolutely have an effect on that. You can show your your kind of like disdain for companies like AEW who have their fingers on the, the social media button. You can positively have an effect on that by by um, tweeting the uh, the many EVPs and, 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 and giving them grief and, and make them back down. But with WWE... If Vince wants a certain storyline to go a certain way and a certain wrestler to be involved in that storyline, that is what's going to happen. And to your point, as you said, it's not just WWE. It's every single company. Well, let's go into that a little further. Because clearly, as we just eloquated to you, if one person's booking, that means if that one person wants you to do something, that's going to put that's going to affect your booking. Because it doesn't matter if you're better or worse than the other person. 
Because that doesn't mean anything because it's not quantifiable. I can't speak to Alistair Black. I want to speak about Andrade. And again, when I tell you I love the guy, one of my good, uh, a, a guy that, that I used to be really good friends with that I still keep contact with to this day is his first cousin. So, like, I can I can talk to Andrade today if I tried hard enough. So I'm not saying this as anything negative on him. But Vince specifically told him, you got to work on your English. I want to push you. And I don't know that he did. I don't know that he didn't. But I know every time he was on the mic, it wasn't sounding like it was good. Now, we could talk about the ramifications of what that really means from a xenophobic perspective at another day. Because that's a th- that is another thing. Why does somebody have to speak their not their non-native tongue? That's the conversation we can legitimately have. Yeah, I'm sure. with that. But if your boss tells you to do something, which will lead to you getting pushed, what do and, you expect? And then you don't do it, or you try and it's just not working. I mean, you could you could put that to any career in real life. Your boss says to you. Um, Ray, you need this qualification. We need to get you on this training course, uh, then we can give you a massive pay rise. Then you don't do that training course or you struggle on that training course. Can you be expected to still have that pay rise? Absolutely not. Absolutely no no way in hell. And in fact, your boss is probably going to be pretty pissed off of you that you didn't put in the work to get that qualification. So you can understand why Vince has, has reneged on putting giving Andrade the push. You can understand that because seemingly Andrade has not put in the work to to learn uh, English to to give a decent promo, uh, and and the push has been has been reneged, and he's then thrown his toes out the pram and wanted to leave. It's going to be the same in in. in Whatever company he goes to, goes to Ring of Honor, goes to uh, NWA, AEW, which is the de facto place where people are linking him to, he's going to still need to speak English. Surely, he's still going to need to cut a promo. You, you're right. And and again, I feel for that because, you know, you see Oscar, who, and mind you, we, a lot of people like to cite Oscar because she speaks Japanese, but at the end of every promo, she says something in English. Mm-hmm. Right? Shinsuke. Shinsuke Nakamura speaks perfect conversational English. Conversational English and promo English are different. That's why his promos come off weird. But watch that man. Go look up Shinsuke Nakamura interviews. He speaks perfect English. Right? Um, a guy who does who speaks no English. Penta L many names. Because I'm not going to say them all. He don't speak no English. But the promo he cut against Cody he sure did hit the lines. Mm-hmm. And they played off the whole Hugo, Hugo Savinovich storyline where the Spanish announcer was kind of like his de facto. Is it Alex uh, uh, Alejandrez? Oh, was, was that who that was? I've never seen I didn't know that's who that was. Yes. Yeah, I think, I think was, that's him. He was kind of like his, not his handler, but his translator. Mm-hmm. Now, the, the whole Zelina thing, why they split up was stupid. I can't, I don't, I can't, now, I can't speak to. I'm mean, not talking booking, because WWE's booking situations is, is nonsensical. It's stupid, and I can't. I will. I can't defend it. I'm simply talking about utilization of wrestling. 
it is impossible to utilize everybody they want that you want them to utilize. It's impossible. Let's 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 talk facts. One year ago, we were begging for Apollo Cruz, Cedric Alexander, and Mustafa Ali to be used. A and year we, ago. And we've got it. And not just, oh yeah, they're on TV every now and then. They are in major stories. Well, Mustafa Ali may not be now because he's uh He's out with an injury, and that's why the retribution um, kind of cancellation has happened. Oh, he was. Yeah. He oh, was. Oh, yeah. You did. You didn't watch Fastlane, did you? I forgot. No, um, I know what happened. I know what happened. Right. Yeah. Yeah, but basically, that that uh, faction has has ended. They they turned on. Uh, on uh, Mustafa Ali after he was uh, blaming um, Slapjack and T-Bar uh, for all his wars. Uh, and I think it's really because he, he needs surgery. Yeah, something, something to the order. Mm-hmm. And I hate that, but you know what? It may be better for all of them to do something different. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, but all I'm saying is there are reasons. Now, for guys, there's also a thing, and this is, now this is a personal thing, because if you think about it, all the guys that Heyman was pushing when he was overall, don't get pushed no more. Um, Andrade was one. Angel Garza was another. Alster was another. Uh, and that could play a part in it. I don't know. But I just want to, I, 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 I hate the whole, and Ambrose started this. I think Ambrose really made this a big thing. And Punk, of course, is always the catalyst for most of this rhetoric. But when he came out and said that, I was underutilized. And I couldn't do what I wanted, so I wanted out. And like everybody's under you, I, I'm. I just started a new job. I'm happy as hell. And yes, I'm underutilized. Of course I am. I'm underutilized, underpaid, overworked. That's how I feel in my mind. Is that true? Probably not. That's what I think, right? Yeah. So you got Big Show, Paul White out here talking about I was underutilized. Bro, you. What else did you want to do? Did you want to be champ for six? Did you want to be Bruno Bruno San Martino? Uh, what else he was, did you not do? He was a multi-time world champion. He was uh, start WWE got him his own Netflix show. He had his own Netflix show, multiple movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mind you, you, we forget, but one of the very first WWE Studios movies was called Knucklehead. He was mm-hmm. the star. It was old knucklehead, uh, no more BS, Paul Watt. Um, interesting um, about the something that we touched on last week for uh, the AEW Elevation um, uh, viewing figures. Um, oh, I'm, I'm just going to pull up the, the numbers now. So uh, last week, if you remember... We uh, we had pretty good numbers. Uh, what was it? Seven? Oh no! Sorry, yeah, I think it looked, was it about seven hundred thousand or something like that. Uh, it was over seven hundred thousand total for the week, and that's really good for a debut. Yes. Yep. Yeah, so let's see if we can find this week's uh, dark elevation show. Um, I don't think it was as high. Um, I don't think it was anything close, bro. On that uh, night, I remember seeing like four thousand or something. Wow. Um, 
326,000 for for episode two. For the so, week. For the, well, it, it happened a couple of days ago, so. Um, okay. That's not brilliant. Uh, the, as of now, uh, the first episode has hit nearly a million, 971,000, so the drop-off is huge. Uh, maybe Big Show is not the big draw that he thought he was. Well, that's that's another show too. <laughs> um, but well, I yeah, just... I, I do get the point that you were trying to make that sometimes, uh, especially when wrestlers leave a company like WWE, um, WWE's policy is to do what one two line uh, um, uh, basically goodbyes. It's uh, we thank such and such for their for their work and uh, wish them well for their future endeavors. Blah blah blah. We all we both in the the the, the rhetoric. But we only really hear the 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 wrestlers who who complain on on the way out. I'm you never heard WWE's side of the story. You never heard the the oh well, I was a dick backstage, or or I was uh, causing trouble, or I was uh, I was uh, telling WWE no to this storyline, to that storyline, to I I didn't want to work with such and such a person. You don't hear those kind of stories. You always hear, oh yeah, I was wasted. Um, um, WWE um, just had no plans for me. Uh, I hated working there. Yeah, but you didn't hate it when you signed that big big contract and took those big checks. So, and help me, please, please, if I'm wrong, tell me I'm wrong. But I'm gonna I'm gonna run down the list of all of the wrestlers on that were on Raw this week. Okay, mm-hmm. you tell me who should be off. Who would you take off to put Alistair Black or Andrade or Angel Garza or whoever on? Okay, you ready? Jackson. And for the oh god, <laughs> and for the record, Jackson Riker should go. I'm with that, but yeah. whatever. Okay, AJ Styles. No, stairs. Bobby Lashley. Stare. Braun Strowman. Stare. Bray Wyatt. Stare. Cedric Alexander. Yep, stare. And mind you, I'm not even going to count the Lucha Booties, Ricochet, um, and who was it? Humberto, uh, Humberto Johnson, Drew Gulak, and Akira. Because they were in that one backstage promo. I'm not counting them. So Drew McIntyre, right? Alliance. Yep. Yeah, I mean, he's a draw. I'm, I, Riker was there, but I, I'm, he, I don't care. Fuck Riker. No. Fuck Riker. Jeff Hardy. Yep. John Morrison. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's been brilliant since he came back. Kofi Kingston. Yep, stay. The Miz. Yep. MVP. Yeah, oh, definitely. Omas. Um, I mean, it, it, it works because he's with AJ Styles. Okay, and I, I'm with you. That could be one that's kind of like, yeah, right? Uh, Red Orton. Oh, absolutely. Matt Riddle. Uh, again, yeah, yeah. I see the point. I see the point. I'm not a huge fan of his, but I see the yeah, point. I don't like to do personally, but in from a character and in the ring, he's fantastic. Yeah. Sheamus. Oh yeah, best work of his uh, last ten years. Sean Benjamin. Oh yeah, absolutely. Gold standard. Dave- Xavier Woods. Oh, yes. Alexa Bliss. Yep. Oscar. Yep. Um, uh, 
who else? Naya and Shayna. <laughs> I mean, okay, I got you. Shayna Baszler. You can't put Andrade in the women's tag team towels. So, no, he doesn't fit there. So, yeah, Nia Jax over Andrade in that place. Rhea Ripley. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Peyton Royce. Um, again, not my a huge favourite, but she, if you put Andrade in her spot, it, it definitely doesn't work. So, and... Um, Naya and Shayna fought. Did they fight Mandy and Dana? I don't know. I don't care. But you. So tell me of those people. You named three people that you were like, eh. That's Omas. That's Riker. Cause fuck him. And that's Naya. And you yeah. know what? You gave you gave me one on Riddle. But that's because we personally we don't like to do. <laughs> but Ooh, so your your doesn't fit in any of those spots. Now let me name the people that I didn't mention. Okay. Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, excuse me, Daba Kato, Damian Priest, and I, I didn't mention Bad Bunny, but that we clearly know why that's there. Um, Drew Gulak, uh, Eric, aka Ray, Ray Rowe, Grandma Talik, Humberto Johnson Carrillo, because he's Dwayne's little brother. Ivar, who can't wrestle because he can barely move his neck. Jinder Mahal, Keith Lee, Lince Dorado, Mace, aka Brennan or Dio Madden, uh, Mustafa Ali, uh, Reginald Ricochet, Riddick Moss, R Truth, because I don't remember seeing him on the show, uh, Slabjack T Bar, Titus, who will be at WrestleMania because he's Mr. Um, Mr. Uh, Tampa, and uh, Tucky. Where does Andrade fit in? No, again. I had the book. I'm trying to be world champion. I ain't got the book. Mm-hmm. So, and well, that's three hours. I mean, I, I, I would counter that as well. I don't think you would have him as world champion because that's you booking personally for what you would want. If you're trying to sell a wrestling company, Andrade as a non-English speaking champion, you would struggle. You would absolutely struggle. So I don't even think that uh, you as a fan would, uh, as a booker, would book Andrade as a champion unless you put him back with someone like Selena Vega or with someone who could um, be his, his mouthpiece. You never hear the the kind of bad stories that of uh, that how wrestlers have been backstage that they've turned down uh, turned down um, storylines. It's always you hear uh, that they're disgruntled with WWE and they never got their fair shot and they never uh, got what they deserved. Um, WWE, if if, uh, if you're going to give them um, something to to praise about, it's the fact that they keep it professional you never hear them coming telling tales out of school uh and and bad mouthing uh the the talent on the way out it's always um we we wish you well in your future endeavors um and i think that's the a problem with with them being the biggest company in, in the world that they're always the bad guy no matter what um yeah it's sad that andrade didn't work i understand that he could have he should have been a multi-time world champion but 
it is what it is. It happens in every other sport and every other uh, facet of life. How many times has, has your favourite um, sports team signed a player that you thought were going to shoot them to the moon and it just doesn't come off? And then they end every up getting year. rid of it. happens with Burnley all the time. Um, it, it's it's only in wrestling that we get so emotionally invested that we'll shit on a, a huge company because it didn't go right for one certain wrestler. The guy will be successful no matter where he goes. AW, New Japan, back to Mexico, he will be successful. Uh, and he'll probably have a, a better understanding of the wrestling business from his time in WWE. And it all comes down to that word deserve. Andrade thought he deserved more. He, the only thing that he was promised was an opportunity and a paycheck. And he got both of those in spades. And whatever happens, happens. But in the mm-hmm. wrestling business, until you find a way to quantify how somebody should be pushed, it's always going to be one person picks who gets pushed and who doesn't. Yep. And, and, and one more point that I'd love to nail down is, if Andrade had have got the push that he, he, he deserved in WWE, it would have meant somebody else didn't get their push. So you will be complaining about that person. It would have meant Drew didn't get his push. It would have meant Roman Bobby. wasn't back at the championship. Bobby That's, Lashley. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yep. 100% facts, my brother. And so this wasn't uh, anti-Andrade uh, talk. No. Because I love that man. Uh, I am an Ingrenable. I rock with them, whether they're in Mexico, whether they're in Japan, or whether they're in Ring of Honor. Shout out to Kenny King and Roosh. Dragon Lee. I rock with him. I love Mr. Mondrade, and I can't wait to see what he does next. And he'll be Absolutely. great whatever he does next. But sometimes shit just didn't work out, bro. Sometimes you sometimes you're with a lady or you with a young lady or a young man, and y'all break up, and not because you fucked up or he or she fucked up, but because you know what? We just better we just better as not as a couple. Yeah. It, it doesn't always have to be something it, wrong. Exactly. It's like in any facet of employment. Sometimes you may think you've got the best job in the world. Sometimes you absolutely hate that job. It, it, it is what it is. Sometimes you, the job that you thought was going to be the best job in the world turns out to not be the best job in the world. It's as simple as that. It's the, Andrade and WWE weren't compatible. It's, it's a, well, Andrade and main roster WWE weren't compatible. And thankfully, they've, they've given him his full clear release. He can go and be happy. Um, we can potentially get uh, La Sombra uh, and that kind of a uh, uh, Los Ingenables. Uh, tripping on my words. Los Ingenables. Los Ingenables, uh, wrestler back, uh, and everybody will be happier for it. Hello, sir. I don't know about you, but I have the best job in the world because every Thursday I get to record with you. Oh, and I am also here. <laughs> I mean, to go off that, uh, I have a horrid job because I every Thursday I have to turn up and and put Rance in his place. No, okay. the feeling is always, you know it's always been mutual. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, this was a little bit heavier than I thought it'd, it'd be, but, you know, so one of the things I think that you and I do best is we find a way to explain things that people don't want to hear or that are not comfortable in a way that is sensical and logical. And I'm not saying don't be mad because your boy is not getting the best push. 
remember, Dean Ambrose to this day, John Moxley still thinks he was underutilized. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much more that man could have got pushed. That is well, the way it is. Well, if he didn't leave WWE, it wouldn't have been John Moxley that we all know and love. So it happens for a reason. The same or thing's going to happen. It's going to happen with Andrade. You're going to be thankful that he left WWE because he's doing what he wants to do. Or you could end up Damien Sandow and Adam Rose. But nonetheless, uh, tell, tell the people where they can find you. Okay, so you can find me. I mean, had you seen them lately? Which, I'm, just, I'm not joking. I'm sorry. Wow. Wow. Uh, I mean, he's going to be back on NWA Power soon, so. Okay. Is that, that's, that's a positive? Anyway, you can find me on Twitter <laughs> at DJ Kirby, where I will be standing for the great Carly, Rob Van Dam, and Kane going into the uh, WWE Hall of Fame. Um, <laughs> um, I'm at It's Ray Cash, R E Y the Mysterio C A S H as in dollars. Um, hey man, yeah, maybe we'll talk about maybe we'll talk Hall of Fame next week. Maybe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure something stupid will happen in the wrestling world where we'll have all the plans and it won't come off. Done. Uh, but no, man, we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, every Thursday, you know, we try to bring you that, that good chair shot stuff, that good hood rat shit. Um, well, at least on my end. That good black country shit on Big Fish's end. I once again want to remind you, happy Mag's Day. Um, Go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash the chair shot and buy some stuff. Buy shirts. Um, check out some stuff. Go listen every Friday afternoon in my spot, actually, in the Outsider's Edge spot. Every Friday afternoon, Chris Platt, PC Tunney, Dave Ungar, and a rotating uh, group of co-hosts, analysts, are doing Mania Madness. They are painstakingly going back and watching every WrestleMania from 1 to 36. Rewatching it, breaking down the biggest moments, the most important things, even stuff about the show or about the the climate of the company at the time. They're killing it, and they're putting in a lot of work for you, the listener. Yes, you, who just looked around their shoulder because you didn't know if I was talking to you or not. So go listen to that. Listen to all the stuff, but specifically that, that's every Friday. Check out all the Chair Shot radios every morning at 8, 7 Central. I believe that's right. If I'm wrong, sorry, Tony. Um, check out Five Rounds. Check out Badlands. Check out all this stuff. Check um, out Bandwagon Nerds because that stuff has been killing it. Uh, the All the Nancy stuff that, that you guys have covered over there has been absolutely brilliant. I've loved every episode. Much appreciated, yes. So, yeah, I'm on Bandwagon Nerds and on Three Man Weave until the Edge comes back after WrestleMania. Got some fun stuff for you in the works after WrestleMania. So, yeah, check out, please, go go check out the stuff, as Chris Platt would say, please and thank you. Thank you and please. We appreciate you, your listenership, and uh, I don't, I can't think of anything else I want to, do we got to plug anything else, Max? We got a million plugs. Yeah, just make sure you go to Pro Wrestling Tees and buy some uh, chair shot uh, merch, because we are just some poor-ass content creators, and we we need that Skrilla. It is time for a Mags shirt. I don't know if it's going to be bandwagon. No, bandwagon. 
I don't know if it's going to be Badlands. Well, that would not Rock make Rock sense. Well, well, to me it does. Damn it. But uh, yeah, man. Hashtag get Mags a shirt. Hashtag happy Mags day. And uh, what else do we tell the ladies and gentlemen and the, everybody else? Okay, so in, in honor of Andrade getting his release, I have used Google Translate. Oh. So it's siempre usa tu cabeza. I'm going to say it the way you're supposed to say it. Siempre, siempre uso us, us, USA? It's siempre usa tu cabeza. Always use your head. So, As yeah. according to Google Translate, I'm sure Miranda Morales will be spinning now, absolutely fuming that we've done this. I love it. Apologies, apologies, Miranda. <laughs> Lo siento. That means I'm sorry for the record. For the record. Uh, you know, because you know, I I speaks I speaks un poquito. Um, yeah, we got we got here. We're done. We just bullshit now. Have a good night. Uh, always use your head and whatnot, and see you next Thursday. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.